You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. Welcome to season two of The Collected Podcast, episode one. I'm Michaela Hooper. I'm Tia McNelly. And I'm Jess Biondo. We are super pumped to be back with you guys after our six-week break. Happy Thanksgiving! Yay! (laughs) We are grateful for you. We are so grateful that you have come back to hear more. We're back. We're walking into the holidays, excited for what the Lord is doing. And today we have a very, very special guest for you. She happens to be my bestie, a sister. I swear you could test our blood and we've got the same DNA. We're we're that tight. (laughs) (laughs) We're so tight. And we've been Mm -hmm. friends since nursing school. You'll hear that story. But Krista Blaylock is the president and co-founder of Flourish Kenya. Um, And that organization prevents and supports unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Mm -hmm. And that rolls off my tongue because I'm the vice president of the board of directors for Flourish Kenya. And so I am so excited to share the story of Flourish through Krista today um, with our audience. Mm -hmm. Flourish Kenya is our charitable partner that we've been partnered with from day one. Part of Collected's purpose as, as an organization, as a a ministry is is to be able to support Flourish Kenya. So, um, but first, Chris has got an amazing story. So, enjoy our interview with Krista Blaylock. Krista, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited I that know. you're here. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a long time coming. Yeah, it I'm is. Really happy to yeah. finally have you on the show. Why don't we start off by just telling our listeners uh, like what your life is like right now? Like what's your what's your family like? Um so we have a typical probably crazy family. <laughs> probably <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Well, it is it is crazy. Um probably very typical. Mm-hmm. Um we have two little ones at home right now. Sayla is 6 and Seth is 4. Um but we also were blended. Um, so when my husband and I got married, I had a 13-year-old who is now 21 and, <laughs> and living on his own. And then um, my husband also had a son who was about 12, and he is now 20 and is out on his own and working as well. Wow. So we went from um, two when we got married, had the two little ones together. And had four of them, and now we're back down to two. It's kind of, kind of a crazy ride. Crazy ride. Yeah. Um, we've been through the whole teenage thing, and then started over with babies and going through the toddler, and and now elementary school all over again. Good times. <laughs> so, <laughs> I d- I wouldn't say that I recommend it. Um, recommend that spread. Um, we love them all very much, but it is. Um, it's been crazy to go through these seasons again yeah. in different phases of life. Mm-hmm. Um, of how course, old are you? I will be 40 <laughs> very soon. When this episode comes out, I will be just a couple weeks away from my 40th birthday. It's 
wild. Yes. So if you do the math, she has a 21-year-old. Yeah. So maybe take us back to kind of how you got to this point when you got married. Like what was your childhood like, your young adult life? Catch us up to speed. Um, so I, when I was born, I was born to a single mom who was 17. Um, and for most of my life growing up, um, from what I remember, I, we lived with my mom's parents most of the time off and on. Um, when I was about 13 or so, my mom got remarried and um, we moved, so we moved in with my stepdad. Um, I grew up in Florida and kind of central Florida in between Orlando and Daytona beach. Um, so Disney, Disney kid, um, (laughs) (laughs) beach kid. Um, and you know, I had, I had everything I needed. I know that my mom and my stepdad really struggled financially. Um, but I really, I had all the material things I needed. Um, I think, they went above and beyond to always make sure I had. Um, my grandparents really spoiled me. <laughs> um, there wasn't ever really a lack of love, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, a loving home. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was some dark secrets in, in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and my stepdad both struggled with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in that, yeah. um, which was very hard. It it kind of forced me to become very grown up very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think processing now and knowing, looking back, um, you know, did even though I did have that love and and was provided for, of course, you know, left left emptiness um, that as a teenage girl I didn't know didn't know was there, um, and left me searching for that love in other places. (laughs) So when I was um, in high school and had a high school sweetheart, I got pregnant pregnant right before I graduated high school and then became a teen mom as well. Um, And I did marry marry my high school sweetheart, my son's dad. We were married for, I don't know, I think we made it about (laughs) a year before, before that didn't turn out um and was not a very nice divorce Mm. um we ended up having to I was still in Florida at that time and we ended up having to leave Florida um to get away from that situation and um for my son to be kind of in a safer environment yeah Mm -hmm. and for me to be able to to heal and grow right Um, and I still, I was not a believer Mm -hmm. at that time. And, um, my family kind of, we were the, you go to church, well, really my grandparents, you know, we took me to church on Christmas Eve and on Easter. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really, I didn't have any concept of God or, or anything like that. So, um, we moved back or we moved up to North Carolina, um, after that divorce and my mom and my stepdad ended up getting a divorce also. So my mom followed us. She's kind of followed us everywhere. Um, (laughs) um, She has since um, recovered from her alcoholism, has found the Lord and is incredible. Um, So yeah, we um, came up to North Carolina. I went to nursing school Mm 
mm-hmm. with the support of my family, lived with my grandparents again, um, was able to complete nursing school as a single mom and working. And um, that's where I met Tia. That's right. I guess. Uh, 2003? Yeah. Yeah. 2003. Yeah. Um, we were both single single moms doing the nursing school thing and yeah. working in the evenings and at night. So um, after that, um, I moved back to Florida briefly <laughs> for a relationship. Um Still didn't know the Lord, right? Still didn't know the Lord. Um, Moved back to Florida for a relationship. My mom followed me. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't last very long either. And then came back to North Carolina Hmm. and settled here. Um, And you, what what was your, kind of your faith journey? Like how did, how did you meet the Lord? Um, So... (laughs) I really, um, I ran from him for a very long time and I mean, hardcore rejected any thoughts of God. <laughs> I remember that very well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tia was, you know, a, a believer when we met and we connected over being single moms hmm. and being in nursing school and we were just drawn to each other and, um, and even me being so against any idea of Jesus um, for whatever reason, I didn't really have a good reason. Um, I'm a six on the Enneagram. <laughs> and so I can really, you know, push against any type of authority. And I, I had this religious view in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was the authority I was pushing against at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but Tia and I were great friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she would tolerate me calling her my hippie Jesus freak friend (laughs) (laughs) and and um all of my you know all of my shenanigans so we um remained friends and when I started my career as a um an ICU nurse here in, in Charlotte um I God surrounded me with some really amazing Christian women that really showed me that relationship and I was always drawn to it, um, despite, you know, being against believing, believing in him. And, um, and they just always loved me right where I was at. <laughs> and it was just incredible. Um, and so um, the, the, deeper, the deeper and further I try to get away from him, um, the more he placed these ladies in my life. And I just got further into a situation where I needed him and he called me and and I finally surrendered to it, and, and those ladies were, were right there, right there for me and ready and waiting mm-hmm. um, and ushered me in mm-hmm. with open arms. And, yeah, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you were kind of on fast forward when you came to the Lord. Very much. Yeah, it was like, it was almost like you got this massive download and understanding of who God is and what that meant for your life as a disciple. Like really fast. Yeah. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah, I went from baby to mature very quickly. We are so excited to have David Gebhardt here with us yeah. today. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yes, David is part of the Gebhardt Sleep Group um, with Baird Financial Advisors, and that is a privately owned and employee owned company. 
And we're so pleased to have you as our season two sponsor. It is amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for believing in us. And we cannot wait to promote the heck out of your company because we believe in what you're doing. David, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and the heart behind it? Well, Jess, since we've been talking and I've Mm -hmm. listened to a bunch of your podcasts and, you know, know everything about now artists and Producers, thank you, Jacob. Yeah. Motorcycle artists, everything, yeah. Enneagrams. Yes. You know, you ladies are just so passionate about people. And mm-hmm. in my line of work, what I can do is close that gap between what makes money stressful and dysfunctional to making it the incredibly powerful tool mm-hmm. that it is. Love that. And it's a tragedy, really, to see when somebody is, they got this passion and you can see clearly God is speaking to them. And Hmm. if that is only cut down by what the enemy can use to Mm. make them realize that, Oh, you know, you don't have the funds to do it or you're sitting on this, you know, pile of money after you've been working so hard and to see that not come together. Yeah. That is what drives me. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like it's a lack of knowledge or like, so what keeps people from reaching out yeah. for help and getting that knowledge, if that's what it is. It's just simply asking the question. Yeah. The, the enemy uses money in a very subtle way. Mm-hmm. And typically what I've seen is when most people have a lot of money, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious when you're in debt and you're, and you're struggling to get out, you need help. But to get to somebody before that point, yeah, that's the key. It's just yeah. simply asking the question. Yeah. Just asking the question. Uh, and... What we're going to, I'm so excited about this sponsorship because we're going to give people the chance to engage. Yes. To really get them thinking about maybe things that they've never thought of before, that it's not just about going through climbing the corporate ladder, yes. what they can do with money to create a legacy. Yeah. You know, that's to get good. recalibrated how they see money, how they view money. And all of a sudden, it's not going to be so stressful anymore. It's actually mm-hmm. going to be looked at as this incredibly powerful tool I that God that. gives us. Yeah. He gives us a limited amount of time and resources. Money is one of those resources. It's beautiful. And myself and my group of advisors I work with, we are there to close that gap. I mm. love that. So how does one begin to close the gap? How do they ask the questions? Just what we're going to do in every episode, I'm going to bring up a relevant topic either to the season or the speaker and pay attention, listen. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to be able to bring things down to a level where we're not going to use any financial terminology. <laughs> it's not going to be confusing. It's not going to, we're going to take what is super confusing and a super big demand on our time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give people a way to get actionable, to engage and to really just get information Love because that. Yeah. everybody is super intelligent and smart. And we put a ton of time into health and fitness and making sure our kids go to the schools and set themselves up for the perfect career. But if we don't close that gap on asking that question about money, yeah. then that's where the enemy can work his way in. Mm-hmm. So and folks, you've got easy access right now. You can click the link in the show notes to access the Gebhardt Sleep Group yep. and ask your questions. Yeah. Go ahead and take action today. Do not let the enemy steal from you what God has given you for his purposes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming and spending a few minutes with us, David. This is awesome. So excited. It's going to be an exciting season. Since you made that decision and gave God your yes, what surprising doors has he opened? Because I know you're not a nurse in, in the traditional sense. 
anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what happened after that? Um, well, so that has been actually with my um, 40th birthday is also my 10-year baptism anniversary. That's right. Um, so on. it's such a sweet season. So, um, so in those 10 years, it's just been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a, a year, about a year after that, um, Tia had started traveling with her family's organization um, to Kenya, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Kogoros Project. And after her first trip, um, showing me pictures and telling me stories as a nurse, uh, seeing the lack of health care, I just had to go with her. And that's how I got started going to Kenya as a nurse and just going and seeing what I could could do. And I had zero concept of any other world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even that first year as a Christian, um, like I totally went into a little Christian bubble and (laughs) was going to camp there. And God very quickly burst that and showed me the other world and other people, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and so that's how I got started in Kenya and I was hooked immediately, um, and have camped out there ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so that, that door was opened. Um, and, I started then volunteering for that organization and then working for them part-time um, while I was still, I was able to do that and still work some as a nurse in the hospital. And that led to um, Flourish Kenya. So what is Flourish Kenya? <laughs> do tell. Um, yeah, so through our, our work with the Kilgore's Project, when we were um, working in the rural schools, of Kilgoris. Uh, part of my job as a nurse was sanitation. So anything to do with clean water um, and menstruation with the girls. And the more that we tried to find those resources, the more we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we started to get into the problems with men- menstruation, um, girls will miss school for a whole week a month um, because they don't have any access to supplies. And trying to educate those girls and get them supplies was so difficult for us. Um, and researching re- researching any of, of those avenues was impossible. Um, not the research, but just gaining mm-hmm. access to any of that. And so that really opened our eyes to other things that were happening with girls, um, mm-hmm. like early marriage, um, genital cutting um, in teen pregnancy came up and the Lord really started to show me that um, all the teen girls, like how big of a problem it was. And when we first noticed what was happening or our eyes were open to it, um, it was about a 30% um, teen pregnancy rate of girls between the ages of 10 and 19 in this area. So that was shocking enough. Um, So over time, you know, we're trying to find things that we can do for the girls in the school. They were a little young at that at that point um, to start talking about those things. Um, But we were doing little things here and there that we could and providing pads for them. Um, Over a a few years, my family got called away from working with that organization and it was devastating for us. We didn't really know why. 
Um, but we, we stepped away. Um, and not long after that, the Lord started talking again and saying, you're not done there. Um, you're going back to Kenya. And the more we prayed about what, what he meant, um, he started to really speak about my story and my teen pregnancy and revealing more of these girls in this issue. Um, and what struck me the most was I had had an unplanned teen pregnancy just like these girls, but yet my future turned out a whole lot different. Um, when these girls get pregnant in this rural area of Kenya, um, a lot of they're forced out of school. They're not allowed to stay in school by law, um, which has recently changed, but at that point it was still the law. Um, a lot of them are kicked out of their family home. Mm-hmm. Um, they live in poverty, a lot of them below the poverty line of $2 a day. And so the families just don't know what to do with an extra mouth to feed and there's just no resources. Mm. Um, so that forces them to either seek an unsafe abortion, um, where a lot of them die from complications or get septic and, um, or force them onto the streets into prostitution or trafficking. Um, they're sold off. If their families find out and, you know, we'll keep them, then they sell them off to an older man. It is a polygamous culture. Um, So they maybe are the second or third wife. So those girls that are getting pregnant at the same age I did face a lot different future Mm -hmm. than what I had. You know, I was able to complete nursing school with the support of my family. I went on and married an incredible man and have more children. And so I wasn't. I wasn't okay with that. And, um, you know, I feel like God calls us all to help, mm-hmm. um, you know, the poor and the needy and the widows. And um, so it, was, it wasn't really a matter of if we were being called, it was, how are you going to help? Mm. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it was a community that we had been in for six, seven years at that point. They were our family. Mm-hmm. And, um, these are people we loved, and and then at that point we're looking at a forty percent unplanned adolescent pregnancy rate mm. between the ages of ten, starting at ten years old Gosh. and nineteen. Um, so we rallied our troops <laughs> in the U.S. Um, and some of our our closest friends over there in Kilgoris, and told them, you know, what was breaking our heart and what was you know what was God was stirring us with and. Um, Christine Lamiso, um, is now our administrator there full time. And she had also a teen pregnancy that was unplanned. Um, and it broke her heart as well. Um, (laughs) always seeing these girls that she was in school with, or, you know, her girls younger than her that she would meet on the streets, um, you know, passing by and seeing them pregnant and kicked out of school and not knowing what to do, her family supported her in her pregnancy. So she didn't, you know, she didn't end up with their story either. Um, so we were able to hire her and she's working with us now. And um, you know, I want to point out, though, you weren't able to hire her. You just did. <laughs> and you trusted. <laughs> you, you seriously, really like you just trusted that God would provide yeah. a way yeah. to pay her salary. Yeah. Because your family, you didn't even have like a 501c3 at that point. Right. Like you literally were like, okay, Lord, we've got somebody willing to work. 
let's hire her. Yeah. And then the Lord provided. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And things kind of took shape and took off and have like accelerated rapidly from there. Mm -hmm. So now you, um, I'm going to give a quick recap. I'm on the board of directors for Flourish. So I'm super passionate about this too, of kind of what's happened. And then I want to ask you another question. So, so now we have these education programs that are going out into the different schools. We have, um, we have a male facilitator that's been hired as well. Mm -hmm. We've got a ton of support on the Kenyan side and the U S side. And why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about why we decided to have you on for episode one of season two on Thanksgiving. What's happening now? (laughs) So this is also a lot of things happening this time of year. Um, This is our third year anniversary. Yep. um, Which is a huge accomplishment. Awesome. Um, We made it. We made it. (laughs) Most um, U.S.-based nonprofits don't make it to year three. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> sobering facts. Yes, right. Yeah, yes. I was like, fun. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how fun it is, um, but we did make it. And um, so we've had an, our education program going um, for three years, going yeah. strong. 13 if, schools this year, right? 13 schools were, yeah, that, That's crazy. that we're in. Um, and so it's always been our goal and our dream to have also a safe house. Um, for teen moms who are unsafe at home, who are kicked out of home, who are facing early marriage, um, to come and, number one, for safety. Um, number two, continue in their education. Um, learn how to be moms. <laughs> um, you know, um, also the, the goal of that is to hopefully um, reunite with their families um, through counseling and social work and things like that when possible and when safe for them. Um, and so our way to do that is a safe house. Hmm. Um, and right now, um, we are fundraising for the land for that. We have an amazing two acres of land that God has given us. It's Mm -hmm. a miracle piece of land. We have a deposit on that land, um, that we are, um, raising money for for the rest of this year. How much do you need to raise to be able to finish out the purchase? Um, so right now we are at, we need... Well, we're a bit a ways away. We've got a few months, but what's the total? Yes, 20000 20000 but then what's the extra special thing about the land? So the, the thing about this land is there are um, trees that have been planted, that the plan was to harvest those trees for profit. Um, and we can also purchase those trees, um, along with the land that can be harvested later in a couple years, um, that we can then sell for the profit. So 20,000 for the initial purchase of the land, and then we'll need to negotiate another about $20,000 for the trees. But we can sell the trees for, dun, dun, dun. I don't know. You're Hope, the tree lady. We don't hopefully, even know. Yeah. Hopefully about thirty to $40,000. Yeah. So we can recoup Amazing. the money, yeah, for the land to be able to put back into the safe house. And we can also use those trees to build... The safe house. The safe house. It's pretty amazing. Oh, Come so. on. God is so good. so good. It's like this theme of abundance from season one is just carrying over already. Yeah. yeah. And I love yeah. it. I absolutely love That's it. It's beautiful. So Tuesday is Giving Tuesday, folks. Yeah. Tell people how they can give. Make it easy for them. Um, flourishkenya.org slash donate. Yep. 
Um, there is, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At Flourish Kenya. At Flourish Kenya. Um, there's a link in our Instagram mm-hmm. that you can click that it'll take you directly to our donate page. Yeah. You can text Flourish to 555-888. To do 555-888. To do text to give. Would you, would you just text the amount you want to give? Um, it actually takes you um, directly to our donate page. It's a safer awesome. way for you to give. Perfect. Yeah. Secure giving at 555-888. Love that. Yes. So easy, guys. So easy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Krista, anything else you want to say to folks before we wrap up? Um, I have a question. Yes. Oh, Jess has a question. I do. Curveball. Because everything you've been talking about, like, <laughs> it's so in a nice bow right now. You know, uh-huh. you make it sound so easy. Like, you know, God gave us this vision or this for this thing and now we're doing it. What are some of the struggles that you've like had to go through? <laughs> I was going to bring that up in the outro <laughs> if we didn't get there, but yes. Yeah, like what what does this look like on the day-to-day basis and what are some things you've maybe had to release or had to struggle through throughout all of this? Um I would say everything. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, we stand every day on God is so good. And sometimes that is a, like a minute to minute mm. <laughs> or an hour to hour. You know, God is good. And we have a promise from him in this vision. Mm. Um, and, you know, some days are so hard either with the challenges in Kenya or um, our challenges at home in our family life. Um, you know, and, and we do, we've, we've had struggles um, in our, you know, we, in our marriage, in our family, you know, it, it's not, it's not easy to do this. Um, and uh, with little kids, especially. Um, and, um, yeah, so so everything. Everything. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Um <laughs> and and I think it's it's so funny and I joke sometimes and I say, you know, God, I just I just wanted to help the girls. <laughs> you know, like especially in the beginning, I would get a little bit angry. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, I didn't I don't care about social media. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know how to do marketing. Like, you know, I didn't want to be a manager of other people. Um, in in all these things, like I don't want to, I don't want to be an accountant, and mm-hmm. <laughs> all these things I've had to take on and learn yeah. as a president of a of a very small nonprofit. Um, and it's like I I don't want to worry about my finances in my house and the finances of this nonprofit. And so, um, I th- I think I finally got over saying that to him because he's just like, well. <laughs> Well, guess what, pumpkin? Yeah, <laughs> this is what you said yes to, um, and and it's realizing too that like I I have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, this is still a choice. Yeah. Um, that his love, um, his love for us and his love for me is there regardless. Yeah. Um, and he is good, um, but he has put this passion in me, um, and this passion in my family and those that are there with us for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and that passion is those youth in Kenya and these girls. And it's so much, it would, it'd be so much harder for us to say no and not do it. (coughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we do go through the challenges. Um, but I've watched you allow him to strengthen you yeah. in the struggle. Yeah. Like you guys have, have grown and gotten so much stronger as you've struggled. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, like you don't even complain to God about the other stuff anymore. Like that's, that's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not over here stomping your feet going, God, I don't want to. <laughs> well, and thank you for being so real about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hearing you say, like, I just wanted to help the girls. Like, I also believe that you doing the marketing and administration and accounting, like, that is helping those girls. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much to it. And so, like, I think that's valuable for people to hear who are doing nonprofit work because it feels so mundane in the day-to-day basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to do the thing that I have the passion to do. But it's like all those steps, God is using that to to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally think that's a word for somebody that's listening right now. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I really feel like there are people that will listen to this, that you are in a really difficult time in your process of, um, the yes that you gave to the Lord and what Krista just shared is profound for you Mm -hmm. that, um, it's much, it's going to be much harder for you to say no. Yeah. to the thing that he's asked you to say yes to. Mm. So we just pray for you that this word that Krista shared is speaking to you right now and that you are able to be encouraged mm-hmm. and be um, strengthened by the, you know, by the Holy Spirit in yeah. this moment um, because it will, it will come to fruition. Like, the mm-hmm. thing that he's he's asked you to say yes to, it will come to fruition. Yeah. That's good. So mm. that's so good. And as we kind of wrap up, this question might kind of put you on the spot, but is there a story of like empowerment or success with one of these girls that we can leave our listeners with as a glimpse of the importance of the work you're doing mm-hmm. just to challenge them to get on board because it's so good. Yeah, we do. Um, so we also have a, a sponsorship program. Um, we know that if I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a stats girl sometimes, um, <laughs> and it's I good. know I know some people get bored with that. But um, we know if we can keep a girl in in secondary school and high school, um, that we can decrease her chances of getting pregnant um, or getting married um, by sixty percent. So. We started a, a sponsorship program um, as our prevention of pregnancy. And um, we have a girl that we've known for a long time who um, is a teen mom. And because of that, she was being very taken advantage of um, in schools um, and having to leave multiple different schools. And so sh- we were able um, to put her with a, one of our board members' families that is very um, supporting and loving with her. And um, there were other issues in her in her home as well that she couldn't stay in her family home. Um, but since she's been coming to our camps and um, staying with this family, and we were able to get her in a good, mm-hmm. safe school, um, we were just in Kenya in August for mm-hmm. our camp. And she is now a youth leader 
It's mm. amazing. She is so bright. Yeah. And it's incredible the change that we've seen in her the past couple of years. She was literally holding her peer up spiritually yeah. and physically through another girl's struggle. She was the the one to come in and and hold her up yeah. through the struggle. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing. I mean, this was a girl who a couple of years ago was having to like run and, and hide from yeah. uh, literally from a predator. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. she's thriving in school and wants to be a doctor mm-hmm. and doing great and like learning how to love her her daughter and be a mom and 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 balancing all of that. And I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, you know, that's what keeps us going is mm-hmm. we've got this huge mountain in front of us with the, with the statistics, but also that one girl, yep. you know, um, yeah. that it, we've changed her life, mm-hmm. you know, God's used us to do that. And so um, it's worth it. Yep. It's worth every bit of it um, to get involved. Mm-hmm. And um, to see these girls, they're precious. Yeah, for sure. Man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks Thanks for having me. Good to have you on the show finally. Thanks for just being so open with us about all of it. Mm -hmm. It really means a lot. Krista is such an incredible woman, and I'm honored to call her my friend and to watch her... (laughs) For flourish. flourish like I mean but honestly like I as she was talking I'm like wow like how amazing that her personal story is now like coming to and what God has done in her is now coming to life in a whole other like at a whole other level and dimension in a different country like she is investing in people like people invested in her when she was in a time of struggle and need. And I mean, just to to see it full circle, like Mm -hmm. that's so amazing. And just her heart to say yes and to stay the course, like to not, you know, in the midst of what, where she could have wavered and where she could have questioned and, and stopped. She didn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we're not willing to sacrifice. We're not willing to go the extra hours and miles and all of it in order to see the thing that God has literally put before us and asked us to see to fruition. She was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And we're going to do it as a family and there's going to be cost, but we're going to, we're going to remain. Yeah. And the whole time she was talking, I kept getting this, like the word of redemption Mm -hmm. and the way that God has redeemed her story and is now using story to transform the lives of women on the other (laughs) side of the world. And uh, like, I can only imagine that going through her teenage pregnancy, she would have never seen this coming, right? you know, and I, the struggle in that and the pain in that and everything she had to walk through, but now seeing that God is using every single piece that she thought was brokenness Mm -hmm. to bring something so beautiful. Mm -hmm in the lives of countless women. And then think about the generations that will be affected by these girls who are now raising babies and healthy homes. And like now they're flourishing. It's just like the ripple effect 
is going to reach into the generations. Amen. And even like stepping into healthy marriages. Yeah. Like, Amen. Like that's huge. And Come on. we get to be a part of it yes. uh, with the Collected Podcast. <laughs> yes. As our charitable partner being Flourish, like I challenge you and welcome you into this. Yes. Like any amount you can give, you know, with Giving Tuesday coming up, will make a difference Yes, mm-hmm. to build this safe house for these girls, like to get them out of these tough spots. Yes. I just, I feel passionate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, the dollar goes so much further in Kenya. Mm. And so, um, we're excited to see what we can do collectively, mm-hmm. um, as, as a podcast family. Um, we're super excited to see what, what this can do to boost, um, the efforts towards getting this safe house built. If you want to learn more about Flourish Kenya, please visit flourishkenya.org. You can donate. There's a donate button right there on the homepage. Um, or you can text 555-888. You can text the word flourish mm-hmm. to 555-888 and give directly. It'll take you right to the website and you can give securely. Um, we thank you guys so much for hearing our heart for Flourish and for um, for listening to us talk about this this effort that we're so passionate about. Um, mm-hmm. You guys probably remember that I had my own unplanned pregnancy, and so um, it's just such a so close to home for us here at Collected. Um, so yeah, thanks guys. We hope you have an awesome rest of your day with your family. Yes, yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Eat some pie for me. (laughs) (laughs) And we are now back with season two. Yes, that's right. So we will be back every week after this. Um, So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram at Collected Workshops. That's right. And tell all your friends about us too. Mm -hmm. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive content, Contests and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at the Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is recorded and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Alon.